0: Outlook theme with words. Songbill.com Decker. Speech off. Inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind.
1: Outlook. A show about accessibility. Advocacy. And equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie.
0: Outlook. Outlook. Radio Western.
1: Good morning, everyone. We are back. Outlook in studio.
0: Yes, we are in studio, all right. Yeah. Feels interesting. What do you think, Kara? This is your... I was actually here Friday for my show, my music show, Chin Music, but this is the first time we've been on air live with an episode of Outlook since March the 9th. 2020.
1: 2020, yeah.
0: Yes. So it's... uh, it's been it's been quite a while, but I as I said I was here last Friday, so I've gotten back into the swing quicker than I thought I might. You just never know, but the memory comes back, and all of the all of the mental mapping that I've done in the past to get to the station. <laughs> Though today we got a ride in; we came in from Woodstock.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna start doing that. I'm gonna start um, being able to get back into London, and we're gonna start being able to get in here maybe once a month or more. But. We we started doing a lot of changes since March 20th, or 9th, 2020, and one of those was starting um, the show not just airing live and on our SoundCloud page, but we got up on all the podcast platforms since we were here last, so our show has sort of taken another turn, and now we're turning it again in a different direction, being back here.
0: Yeah, I mean, we, like Carrie just said, we started up the show finally as a podcast, which we've been meaning to do for a long time, so... Yep. If you go to, well, you can just search for Outlook on Radio Western on pretty much all the big podcast services, and you should find us there. You can also send us an email, Outlook on Western at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western. All that, all that jazz that you got to cover at the top of the show. Remind all the listeners mm-hmm. about that. And yeah, since we've been off from the studio, we've also done a lot more interviews than before. In the past, we've we used to do a lot of shows, just the two of us in the studio. <laughs> but just being from home and having the the option to Zoom use... Zoom became
1: a thing since we were here, so...
0: Yeah, I don't even... Where really, did that come from? I don't even think I'd really heard of Zoom when we were in the studio hosting Outlook last March of 2020, though I actually saw recently it celebrated its 10-year anniversary, so it's been around since 2011, mm-hmm. Zoom. <laughs>
1: yeah, but uh, it was great. We had the option, uh, and Brian's such a pro with technology like for me it would have gone over my head how to send in the show um, remotely as they say and all that but I know a lot of people have been doing that here since the pandemic and that's great to keep the content here at Radio Western Um, again we know that the students are back still sort of the beginning of the year here and we're going to see how things go with uh, COVID into this fall and winter but uh, I'm just letting it happen so we're going to sort of catch up on all of that today and we and have we a few also, topics, yeah.
0: We also are starting a little bit early, early here. Oh, yeah, uh, The show in before us, I guess, ended a bit sooner than I thought it might. And you know what? We're, we're kind of anxious just to get going. So yeah. I know it, it, we normally start at 11, so maybe some people might be missing the start of the show. But uh, it will be up as a podcast after as well.
1: Yeah, and we can uh, kind of ramble a bit here for a minute anyway. The thing we w- we're getting to here in a minute, uh, hopefully we can start around 11 or past 11. But yeah, we, we, we thought about maybe going even over over time, so we have enough to talk about here, I think we could, it's just, do we want to overload ourselves the first yeah, time? Yeah, well, back?
0: we'll kind of see how things feel, but so far, I don't know, I think I'm, I'm feeling pretty relaxed. Um, good. It just feels good to be, it's just so different, you know, you're doing it at home and you get into the groove and you do get used to it and it has its benefits, like I said, we've been doing a lot more pre-records with interviews, which is easier to do in advance because you never know when someone's available, plus if you need to tighten it up or edit certain things out, but... Still for me, live radio is the best, spontaneous, in the moment. Sure, it can be a little bit more nerve-wracking, but it also provides this, I don't know, you worded it really well, Carrie, on the Facebook post that you you uh, put up for the today's show, something about how it, it can create new opportunities and and just sort of give a different energy.
1: Well, it's just, I could spend a whole show, but I won't. Going into what I, how I think I've regressed during this pandemic, that uh, I've become a little more comfortable at home, shall I say, and not afraid of COVID, hopefully to an unhealthy degree, but just the fact that we've had so many medical treatments in the past and and, and procedures, and Brian was going to get into that a little bit here, hopefully in the hour, but it's just, it made us really appreciate life and also really value that it can be taken away very quickly, and some people don't need a reminder of that. Most of us hopefully don't, but, you know, so I've been, to get me back out is good, and to push me again, like you said, to be on the radio, you have two shows here, so you have lots of practice also, and uh, yeah.
0: Absolutely. Good to be back. Yeah. So, welcome everyone, and I don't know if we mentioned Carrie in the theme yet, that we're siblings. Do we say that in the theme? I don't think so.
1: Yeah, I think we should add it. Because yeah, we need to add
0: that in. So. I always
1: feel like we need to clarify at the beginning of every episode.
0: Because we just say, I'm Brian, I'm Carrie, on the, on the theme there, but we we, see,
1: we seem, if we have a certain chemistry, it's, you know... Some people might see out and about and think two blind people, a man and a woman, that must be married or maybe not, whatever. But right, like we do like to specify, and a lot of people say we look like, anyways. But
0: yeah, I don't. That want, doesn't
1: always mean something.
0: And hearing us on the radio, you don't see what we look like, so you might just hear the two of us talking, and and uh, well, I don't know if you would assume that, but either way, we're 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 brother and sister. We're not husband and wife.
1: And uh, yeah, we just <laughs> we think we can offer an interesting take on growing up. Um, as the two blind siblings in our family of four kids, and just our bond, and just how we discuss the issues, and those issues include blindness and anything disability-related. But I think today we are going to talk about some more easygoing things too, because a lot of advocacy can be tiring, right? So
0: yeah, you were talking last week a lot about advocacy fatigue, and we're uh, today is just going to be another mixed bag Monday. Of course, we don't have any guests in in the studio today, obviously, and. Uh, nobody on the phone or anything like that, so...
1: Yeah, but I'm excited. We're actually recording it tomorrow. Um, next if, week's yes. We'll be. This is airing live on Radio Western, yeah. So, yeah, for next week, we're airing an interview with someone I've been talking about a lot on this show. And again, I said I'll continue to because her book is such a great resource for our show and for me. Uh, it's this primer on everything blindness-related that I've always wanted people to understand, and I can't force people to read the book, of course, but I'm going to keep talking about it on this show because, again, I really appreciate Radio Western giving us the platform to do so. And whatever sort of reach we get with that, you know, people are listening and we're getting some feedback about it all. And
0: Yeah, so that's the book, Their Plant Eyes by Leona Godin. Yeah. And uh, yes, we will be interviewing her tomorrow about the book and a few other things tomorrow. So next week's show will definitely be a pre-recorded interview with her, which we're very excited about. But... Again, we'll see how the numbers and how everything goes the next few weeks here with the weather cooling down, but we hope to we hope to incorporate in these live shows. We're going to hopefully do at least one, maybe two a month, depending on guests and timing and, and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah. yeah, just stay tuned. Monday mornings at 11, Outlook. We didn't go anywhere. We were still here, but now we're actually here in, <laughs> in the UCC University Community Center at Radio Western. So. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but let's—we're going to get into some a few things that have been in the news and on our minds lately, and get our take on things. Uh, but we did want to try a, a land acknowledgement here on Outlook because we are, along with everyone else, we're trying to learn and do better as settlers of this land, and it matters to us. It matters to the theme of this show. It's all about human rights, and it's about cross allyship with each other because we all can you know understand what it might be like. So but of course, you know, indigenous people on these lands have a whole other thing that a lot of us settlers grew up and when we went to school didn't learn about. So we want to start doing some things here at Outlook just show our our allyship.
0: So Yes, and we would love to get some some indigenous people, some bl- who are blind and also any all disabilities um
1: we you know you're out so there and
0: Yeah, so <laughs> Feel free to reach out reach if you ever out. want to talk and and educate us and everyone on on uh, on all everything. You can you can always send us an email. Outlook on at gmail.com. But Carrie, how about we we go ahead now with the with the land acknowledgement? It's after eleven now, so
1: mm-hmm. so here we go. We acknowledge that the land on which we reside now is the traditional territory of the Atwanderon, Anishinaabe, Asanawi and Luna-Pekwak peoples who have long-standing relationships to the land, water, and region of southwestern Ontario.
0: The local First Nation communities of this area include Chippewas of of the Thames First Nation, Oneida Nation of the Thames, and Muncie Delaware Nation.
1: Additionally, there is a growing urban indigenous population who make the city of London home.
0: We value the significant historical and contemporary contributions of local and regional First Nations of Turtle Island, also known as North America.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, it's it's interesting to practice those names and... Hopefully you get better at it, and it becomes it sounds right to your in your ears eventually. But yeah, we, so thank you for um, reading that with me, Bri.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I wanted to contribute and go back and forth on the sentences yeah. there to, to split it up, and and we looked on the we actually on the on the UWO website here at Western. Mm-hmm. There was a, a, a really awesome section there that talked a lot about this and I'm going to read up more on it to to, to learn. And
1: Well, I know um, it's it's our responsibility to do so and it's like we can relate, like I say, a lot of this stuff in certain ways because I know that I, as a blind person, do not want to be responsible every minute to educate people about blindness. I want them to be able to care enough to, to do their own research and, and I know that's what Indigenous people want. They don't want to be having to always explain to us but also, like we say, if anybody's listening who wants to share their perspective, we are open to your outlook.
0: So. Now that's a great point, Carrie, because it is it's about it's a both, right? We want for disabilities and blindness and and indigenous and all of these things like as as people who live these lives and and understand this these cultures and 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 in respect to blindness the the perspective that we bring we want to educate people, but we also want people to take an interest in and and use their own time to to do their own educating because you know, this show we bring our perspectives and our life experiences, but we're just two blind people out of millions and millions of blind people in the world. So we don't want to. We don't speak for every blind person. You know, obviously, it's sometimes I think if you meet someone of a certain um, nationality or religion or mm-hmm. disability, you, you kind of sometimes it's, it's the only person you might know who who lives with that. So you sort of take that as being the way it is for people like that, whereas everyone still has their own experiences, so don't don't t- take one person's experience as an as a, um, example of the entire-
1: And that's the whole point of why we went with Outlook for the title of this show three years ago now already, is that we realize that there are so many different Outlooks out there, and we want others to share them, and we're going to share ours, and yeah, we're just going to keep the dialogue open on, on all those fronts.
0: Yes. So, for anyone who is just tuning in, maybe missed the theme we started a bit earlier, you're listening to the show, Outlook, on Radio Western, it's a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality, hosted by two blind siblings. My name is Brian, and Carrie is over there on the other side of the table here in the studio Mm -hmm. to my right. And welcome. Welcome to the show. If you're a new student starting out here at Western,
1: exciting.
0: we are happy to have you uh, listening today.
1: Yep. And so, uh, like I say, there's been a lot going on in the news, including how we mentioned it coming up because it was, it was coming in a few days when we recorded our last episode, but thir- um, Thursday, September 30th, was uh, National Day for Truth and Reconciliation. Uh, It's been known as Orange Shirt Day since 2013. So I'm just going to giving a little bit of story here. For anybody who might be listening who might not be aware of this, maybe you're in the U.S. somewhere hearing this as a podcast or maybe live in the stream. But just to let you know sort of how Thursday was for Canada uh, after this spring and discovering all those graves, which of those poor children, which of course indigenous people have known about for a long time and none of us were listening. So I'm... I want to listen now, but uh, it's just been, yeah, it was interesting to watch to see how everybody handled it, and I of course, we have some thoughts, Brian. We both right. agree the Prime Minister did not handle it well, not at all.
0: no, I mean, if you're following the news, I'm sure you've you've heard about that that stuff, but there's there's so many things to that come into play with this, and yeah. We we always like to mention here. I mean, some people think like, oh, why is there a, a day for this? There's a day for so many things now, and sometimes well, people yeah, think. Well, it's
1: blindness awareness month right now, which I was also going to mention, right? And some people think, what's the point of these days or months?
0: And I, I see that point to, to to some degree. Where, yeah, I mean, the thing is, it's more just to just to have a set a set day, just to keep reminding people and that doesn't mean that we shouldn't always be reminding ourselves mm-hmm. and thinking about this stuff but just by having that day just you never know people get so wrapped up and you get busy in your own lives and to have these to, to come out every year it's like I compare it to my iPhone where I set a reminder it's like sure I know there's things I gotta get done throughout the day or yeah. th- you know throughout the week but just that little extra push
1: but it's not it's not even and it, and you don't want it to turn out you know performative but it's like we have to make Thursday an important day in Canada for Canada, so that we all just come to expect it eventually, and it's it's just what we do. There's no questioning it. But you know, of course, there's things that not everybody agreed with how it went this year, and you know,
0: right. And obviously, you know, the date having setting aside this day here is it's just the start. Like, there's not much more that needs to be done, but it's something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess yeah, the arguments that sort of come out of that as well are that it's a it's this it's this federal holiday, but it's still provincially. For example, in Ontario, it still isn't a provincial holiday, um, so you know a lot of people still had to work, and you know government jobs are all practically federal, so a lot of you know people in the government got the day off, whereas a lot of Indigenous First Nations people that have jobs probably had to work on that holiday, and it's see that that to me is is quite frustrating. I mean, I don't understand why it wasn't made a provincial holiday here in Ontario, and I hope that. You know by in the future that changes because that just't doesn't, it doesn't make sense to me. I don't understand why we can't just have why it shouldn't just be for everyone and, and um, you know then they look at it a lot of people see that as oh these advantaged people get the day off because they get these you know high paying federal jobs whereas a lot of the people that aren't as advantaged are stuck at work on on mm-hmm. September 30th.
1: Yeah I know. that's why I say there's tweaks and I don't know why it, it wasn't just why they did it so halfway. Like
0: yeah, it's almost like it's. Sometimes it's like, oh, we're, and it's it's the same with a lot of these issues that we talk about relating to blindness and accessibility. There was a story or something recently talking about when we were watching this video that we'll get into later about uh, this ODSP Action Coalition, which is the Ontario Disability. I always get that this word wrong. Carried Support in. program. Support program, yeah. Um, it's you know it's the the payments that we get at the end of the month for people who have disabilities that have difficulty working and stuff. Um but it came up about installing elevators in subway stations or something where they, they went through with it, but they only installed one, and then they were saying, you know, that one breaks down, you should put in two. It's just, it's an example mm-hmm. of where sometimes it's like, oh, we've done something, so that's that's good enough, where it's yeah. like, if you're going to spend the effort to put in an elevator, why not put in both and just get it done all at once? But that's just one example of, of many things that, that uh, could be done more thoroughly, but I don't know, it's it's the balance we deal with where sometimes people say oh they've made you know you have a lot more accessibility than in the past We've Why made are made com- why are you complaining but you know that's just because something's better doesn't mean it can't be even better than that like I don't know it's uh,
1: and sometimes we whine and bitch and moan and other times we are very positive and we take action on something but it kind of goes back and forth but it doesn't it doesn't do anybody good to be angry all the time. And a lot of activists and advocates for certain things get that reputation. and It's a shame because it, it, we have to forward this cause and this movement. It's human rights, like I said. And yeah, I'll go backwards.
0: All right, so should we move on to a couple other things?
1: Yeah, I was going to talk about the vaccine uh, a little bit and so, some medical gonna, stuff.
0: Okay, I was going to see if we wanted to go into something lighter like the, the recent oh. weekend or just something to kind of start off the show.
1: Sure.
0: But, um, I also have my... I know last week I left a really big cliffhanger, well, it's not, maybe not too exciting, but I try to make it, the EEG about my abnormalities in, in my brain waves. Yeah, because we
1: all know Brian has <laughs> yes. something, going something, going <laughs> <laughs> something going on in there. Something going on in there. Something going on there is actually good.
0: And that does tie into the, the COVID stuff, so yeah. we'll go into that now, I suppose, and then we'll sure. get into the-
1: Oh, well, there's always the Blue Jays, you know? So.
0: Yeah, so many topics, right, on this list, and we, yeah. we covered a bunch of this last week on a Monday Mixed Bag, but today is officially a Monday Mixed Bag because we're recording this on a Monday.
1: But you know what it's like? It's like we have some notes here, and, and we have some ideas of what to talk about, but it's like channel surfing, where you keep clicking through the stations until you find something, but yeah, you never seem to settle on anything. So let's see what we can do here.
0: Yeah, and it's an interesting balance, too. I feel like sometimes being on the air, you're almost we're almost a little more excited or anxious, so we talk maybe a little fast, and yeah. it's it's a, it's an interesting balance you listen afterwards because you don't want to talk too fast, but with radio, if you talk too slow, it, it doesn't have the same effect because it needs to move yeah. along, right? So it's all practice and learning, and this is our episode 129 of Outlook, so we have done quite a few now, but it just feels a little different doing it from the studio. Mm-hmm. But yeah, perhaps I will pick up with what I mentioned on last week's show, my EEG, which... Is officially called an electroencephalogram. And how it many sounds like
1: a cephalopod, like a like an octopus? Oh yeah, <laughs> like a, a maybe an octopus mixed with an electric eagle. Kind of sounds electrified, but still octopus, like
0: oh, I love your 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 comparisons to sea creatures. and <laughs> you know, we both love the ocean and I
1: love we- to compare stuff, yeah.
0: yeah. so. Yes, the, so the electroencephalogram, I just like saying that because it's quite the word.
1: Yeah. Now, um, I've had a, maybe one or two of these in my lifetime at most, you've had a few more than me.
0: Yeah, so more commonly known as an EEG, a lot easier to say, though a lot of our listeners may have heard of an EEG, but a lot probably haven't. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'll give you a definition here first from, from the internet, not from my mind, I'm not... Uh, a scientist or or a doctor here, but an EEG is a test that detects abnormalities in your brain waves or in the electrical activity of your brain. During the procedure, electrodes consisting of small metal discs with thin wires are pasted onto your scalp. The electrodes detect tiny electrical charges that result from the activity of your brain cells. So, Carrie, you may, or you, well, you know, but our listeners may be asking... Why did you get this test on your on your brain waves? So in 2015, I'm not going to go into the details here. I've talked about it on the show before, but I had an accident and I hit my head. And yeah, Carrie, you remember the time? I'm sure it's. I remember it better than you. It's almost six years ago now. Coming up at the end of the year, it was the end of 2015. I, I was
1: saying it's been 20 years or more since I was uh, since I had to be admitted in a hospital. And for you, it's just been yeah that's every the, few years. something.
0: That's the difference. When you were younger, we were both diagnosed with the syndrome, Senior-Loken Syndrome, and Senior as in S, or S-E-N-I-O-R, but Loken is L-O-K-E-N. So it's a very rare syndrome. I think one in a million people have it on estimation there. Um, it's, a, it's a rare genetic disorder. Both of our parents carried the specific gene.
1: So blindness from birth, retinal blindness, and then in puberty, kidney failure renal failure uh comes into the picture and so i had a lot going on back in the day <laughs> tests and surgeries uh, but not for a long time i've had other things that didn't require that kind of treatment but you just had so many things and including this fall and uh yeah so you had some issues resulting from that that you're still monitoring right
0: yeah so the the fall resulted in some some brain damage luckily i recovered and it Again, the brain is such a fascinating.
1: You said you credit going back to school, not overloading you, but going back a little, to helping, and so that was that. job of course, we said here before. Brian um, has a degree in audio engineering, but yeah, I think like we think that helped you is better than any kind of you know therapy you could have gotten.
0: Yeah, I mean there was some talk of therapy after, and uh, I did talk a couple of people in the hospital when I was still in there, but mm-hmm. you know once once I got out of the hospital, it was a it was a slow recovery but not you nearly about, as slow you as we thought back yeah back it was from a lot of things yeah it,
1: like you have a lot of problems but when you after you've gone over the the crest of it you usually bounce back pretty quickly which is good i mean you've been young pretty young up to this point but
0: yeah who knows when you get older and that's something we all think have to think about at some point yeah um but i guess going back to that so you went to the, you were in the hospital a lot more in the 90s because yeah. this was when they were still trying to figure out what what was wrong, and what this condition, this syndrome was, and all of that. So you kind of had that experience a lot more as a younger child. I mean, I was mm-hmm. also in the hospital after that in the late '90s with my transplant and stuff. But before that, with your with your eyes and a bunch of things, so you kind of went through all that more than, back then. Whereas since my transplant, I had to have a second transplant, so that resulted in a bunch of hospital time. And you
1: just you experience these things different as an adult. Uh, you're not. It was weird going from the pediatric side to the adult side there at the time and it's just different right So, and you're grown more mature and yeah
0: yeah it's always a different experience when you're an adult compared to a a child in the hospital
1: but it's really great that they have a test where they can look see what your brain's doing in a situation like that to treat some epilepsy you have yeah
0: so so after the accident there I did did bounce back um, but it was my brain was quite confused for the first few weeks there and you know couldn't couldn't even say the alphabet at first and things slowly came back, but yeah, like Carrie said prior, going back to school at Fanshawe for Music Industry Arts in 2016 did help. You know, some, sometimes and it depends where you're at, but sometimes, you know, I feel like if I had just laid at home every day and didn't have any motivation or anything to keep going, my maybe my mind wouldn't have sharpened as quick, but mm. you know, I, I'm so passionate about music and, and audio and, and sound and all of this stuff that that drove me back to go back to school and gave me a focus and something to, to to distract me and to work on and i did end up dropping a couple courses which was a good idea it's fine not to over overdo it but you know going back did help a lot and but yeah so the the accident did result in some epilepsy luckily it was it's been controlled quite well with meds at first though in 2016 i did have a, a couple of seizures there and then a couple into 2017 though the last time i had a seizure was the day before my birthday
1: yeah
0: on the 29th of march in 2017 so it's been over 4 years now yeah. so i'm very lucky about um, with that and i did go to a neurologist and was prescribed some medications that keep that under control because you know i i've heard a lot of stories and and reports on people who deal with epilepsy and have you know, tons of dozens of seizures every day and stuff, and I just I don't know, I don't know how people can manage it. But I know, like anything, you you do adapt, and we're used to that being blind and, and with disabilities. But um, I'm just so fortunate that it is under control. But you know, I still have an um, an annual appointment with my neurologist, and every few years they hadn't didn't do one the last couple of years. I don't think maybe two years ago, but this year with things opening up a bit again and. Um, So I went into the hospital a few weeks ago and had this EEG done, this electroencephalogram. And my neurologist called me back a couple weeks after with the results, and he didn't really have too much to say because everything looked good. He didn't really go into too much detail. Um, The fact that I haven't had a seizure in over four years is a good sign. But what I noticed talking to my neurologist was just how knowledgeable and how he just provided an ear to listen he didn't just talk for a minute and was like okay i'll talk to you in a year he he talked you know relatively slowly asked if i had any other questions he just he he just like seemed like such a great guy and i've noticed a lot with with covid and this stuff and of course everyone's experiences are different and i know you know this ties you can start tying things into mental health a bit where that's a system that still needs a ton of work. And I don't know enough about it here in Canada, but I know it, it needs m- much more improvement here. Um, so I know there's a lot of mistrust based on that kind of stuff. And also just, you know, not every doctor's great. And I find sometimes with the with the general practitioners and family doctors, it can be hit and miss. But when you find a specialist, like with our kidneys that we've dealt with, and then in this case with the neurologist, that just is so knowledgeable and so calm when they when they tell you how things are, but they're they seem so understanding and empathetic and it just it makes me appreciate science and the medical system so much. And so when I just, and I don't want to get, we're not going to get like too into I, it. But. Like
1: I would say, tying it back to earlier is that certain populations haven't had that kind of relationship with the medical system or the justice system or whatever system it might be, whatever group it might be. If it's indigenous people, you know, they haven't, they don't always receive good, you know, a good treatment, equal treatment from, from the medical profession when you need, you're so vulnerable and you go for help and like a case that happened um, in Quebec with a woman who was on the floor, right? Like, Begging for help, and you get so so you know you just have to.
0: That's just it. You got to understand from all perspectives. And for us, it's
1: been good um, as white settlers. But I realize here in Ontario. not everyone
0: has that advantage, and it's terrible. And I don't, I, I don't know what to do about it. But it's so I, I you know it's it's easy to sometimes say, oh, this person disagrees with treatment or vaccines and this and that, and sure that that gets me frustrated. But at the same point, I try. You got to look at the situations and not get. You not know, just resort to anger right away because sometimes it's just lack of resources or education or availability and, and the someone's status just not being treated equally, unfortunately, which is just it's so it's so difficult, but it's it's just you know, any chance I get to sort of explain the importance of this stuff, I like to, but I also realize other people's experiences are different, so
1: yeah. Yeah, but again, so you had a great Experience with him and the tests. I don't know. It wasn't too bad, was it? With the EEG.
0: No, no. The, when I got the EEG done, yeah, like the description there said, they just, it pretty much just feels like stickers they put on your head there with the electrodes and the, um, to connect. And uh, you pretty much just lay back in this comfortable chair for like a half an hour, 40 minutes while they do the whole test, and then they... It's a
1: bit snooze-inducing. Send you home,
0: yeah, and that's it. And then a couple weeks, again, now with COVID, you don't go, have to go in to see the doctor, so he just called me, and... Mm-hmm. Obviously, if there was something serious that he had to look at and wanted to see me in person, but there well, wasn't, you so... Well, went,
1: you went out to the dentist last week, and so you're not opposed to going out for appointments. Um, we're starting to go out a little more. It's just... One thing that has been nice since the pandemic, something from the pandemic that we're hoping isn't going to necessarily resort back to the way it was, is that sometimes there are accessibility issues that getting somewhere is not always so easy. And sometimes the option of doing it over the phone when necessary and appropriate is great. So uh, yeah, and we've I mean, had a lot of that during COVID.
0: I still feel like, I mean, I know some people maybe don't that you know, disagree, but I think there's gonna be more and more of a hybrid with this stuff where sometimes you'll go in places, but other times you will do it over the phone or over Zoom or wherever it is because you just have
1: to be a little more cautious as a society who just would always have to go to work, would always still want to go to work sick, and would still go out in public on public transit sick, because maybe you had to, uh or whatever it might be, but you know (laughs) things change. So
0: Yeah, it's all about change and I know most people don't love change, and no. you know I don't either. In many ways, but it's part of life, and it is actually a great thing, even though it can be difficult at some times. It because it it's it's easy to fall into a routine and and the status quo and do the way things have always been done. But you don't really there's no progress, and things need to change to to make things better. And that's just part of life. So we all have to accept it. And it's, uh, it's, it's so important.
1: Somebody said that there should be this website where you put, type in the year you were born and it will bring up a list of different things that you might have learned in school that have now been proven, like we say with science, maybe they've discovered something new and things have evolved in something and it's not, we've learned more since then. Just to sort of help us all because we think we, we think we learned something in school years and years ago, but things like this can change, so.
0: And while we're still on the topic of COVID, we're coming up here in a few minutes, Carrie, on a break. It's yeah, 20, wanted, 25 after.
1: I just wanted to quickly mention the booster, but yeah. do we have time before the break?
0: Oh, yeah. Well, there's we can make have the break whenever we want, but we probably uh, will take it in a few minutes here. I forgot
1: if it had to be a bit early because we started early. No,
0: nah, as long as it's around 1130.
1: Okay. Well, sticking on that medical theme for now uh, is that Brian and I just got our boosters a few weeks back, and we talked about this on Outlook again also, but with kidney transplants and the medications you take, To lower your immune system just enough that the kidney won't be rejected by your body, but not too much that you get too sick all the time. Right. You know we're not like chemo patients that are really vulnerable um, with no immune system, Uh, but it's been an issue for us before. And so we had our two like like everyone else who's been vaccinated, and then we heard that they were doing boosters here in Canada for people who have cancer and who had transplants and things like that. So we got in on that. Uh, just because we wanna feel extra safe going out like like we did today. And so this booster was available and I had another bit of a challenge with it, but again, a day of feeling off and ill, I take that over getting COVID any day. I I like my lungs and I wanna keep them as healthy as I can. I've never been a smoker, a lot of things, right? Like we all have our our things that, you know, during COVID we've gained weight and then you're worried that, you know, being too heavy when, you, um, if you get COVID, can be worse on your your body. So there's a lot to think about with that. But maybe we will all get it eventually. Uh, we'll see. I want to just give it more time and see what happens with things. It, it, you know, it may be inevitable at some
0: point. But yeah, and again, the the booster again is an advantage thing that we live in Canada here, and mm-hmm. it makes you think about all these other countries and the underdeveloped countries that don't.
1: Well, I admit, get the I felt it, I felt a little guilty, yeah, it's, like, it's, and it doesn't do you any good to feel guilty like that and, and put your own life at risk in, in that way. But it just felt like yeah we're getting a third one now and and nope, some people haven't got one or you know
0: yeah but at the same time it is what it is and if we get have this opportunity and we're we're you know lucky to have that well, they're just, i'm not going to turn it down but they, it's, they, they
1: they couldn't really tell us with a reliable test how much coverage we had from two shots but it, it was likely not as much as most people as most people have so just this one is just a top up extra early
0: yeah, and we all, we're all we also part of a study, which we've mentioned on this show, and we won't talk much more here because we're going to go to break, but mm-hmm. um, to test the antibodies that we would get from these vaccines and that the fact that it is pretty much known that we do get less protection than someone else who isn't on these immunosuppressant drugs that, like we are. Um, so we're part of a study to figure that out because there just isn't tons of data out there on that yet. So, you know, this was an optional study. Obviously, we weren't forced to do it, but... We wanted to because we wanna help science and we wanna get more data out there so that more transplant patients and you know are are aware of how much protection they're getting getting from these shots. Mm-hmm. So, care. I think we will go to break.
1: Yeah.
0: Got the music going here, okay. the instrumental version of our theme. Written by Tom Decker. Rest in peace.
1: Yep, yeah. and we will be back after these ads with more Outlook
0: on Radio Western. Dear everybody, have you ever heard of the word ableism? Well, it's time to talk about it. Why? Because you might still use a word like lame. Because you think it should be embarrassing to have different needs. Because maybe you only see a disability and not the person. Because when we talk about ableism, we can end it. Holland Blurview wants to get the conversation started. Visit deareverybody.ca to join in. Welcome back. You're listening to Outlook here today on Radio Western.
1: I let you do it because you're in charge of it. With the knobs over. there. I
0: know it's different, right? You you started saying welcome back, but I didn't have your mic turned up here on the board. <laughs> I got the console in front of me. You're on channel seven, so I had to bring the fader up. Uh-huh. Good to kind of let our listeners know how the board works. And and we're you know we're both blind, and I'm here you know graduating music industry art, so I have the audio engineering
1: board experience
0: background here. And every board is slightly different, but it all has they all have the same. A lot of the same options right so I
1: hey Brian, you can't surf so it's not that kind of board but you are a board certified <laughs> expert.
0: Yeah, I'm not a surfer per se but well I surf online so. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I love I love consoles and, and buttons and knobs and all this stuff so you know I have to make sure the channel's turned on and then I have to make sure the fader is up on the channel and I had to turn the music on from my phone which is in a different channel on the board and make sure that fader was up. And then turn it down, and I had to press another button for the commercial. So there's there's a bunch to take care of. But you know, even though I haven't done this in a year and a half, and I was back a few days ago on Friday with my music show, so I had a bit of practice then as well. But it all came back pretty quick because mm-hmm. you know you do things hundreds of times; they stick in your mind, especially when you when you are disabled or blind. In our case, where you have to remember the stuff in your mind because you don't have your you're not looking all the time to to just do it in the moment. So. It's all about memorization.
1: Yes, and thanks for joining us again. We're back live for the first time in studio since March 9th, 2020.
0: Right. This is Outlook on Radio Western. I'm Brian.
1: And I'm Sister Carrie.
0: Yes. Not blind. a
1: nun. I'm just a sister to Brian.
0: <laughs> we're blind Canadians <laughs> from Southwestern Ontario. Trying I get by
1: in a pandemic.
0: I currently live here in London, but Carrie, you live in Woodstock, where we just actually came from. I was home for the weekend, yes. visiting family and
1: oh yeah that was fun I, uh, I'll i just tell my listeners our listeners because it's so cool uh, that's part of why I like podcasting specifically more modern wise but radio in general is that it is a medium where I am on more of a level playing field with others because nobody who's involved in this is looking uh, obviously the listeners and me but you know it's not visual it's not the TV it's not movies it's not print ads whatever it's radio and so I love that um, what do you think
0: Yes, I do love the medium of radio. Because you know.
1: I can talk about my fingernails here, right? And I can tell you what about them because you can't see them. But our listeners can see them also. I'm not on TV, so they can't just look. So I do have to use words, which is what we encourage with people.
0: Well, this will tie into the baseball topic, which I'd like to bring up briefly, though. Was there something else specific, Carrie, you mentioned um, <laughs> that you wanted to bring up here before we get into that?
1: I just wanted to quickly go back to... Uh, the National Day for Truth and Reconciliation for a minute and Orange Shirt Day because yep. I caught a really interesting Western um, program over Zoom, as we say, and it was with the Department of Indigenous Initiatives. And so they had a, a young man speaking about his family and his history, and it was really moving and I learned a lot. That
0: uh, was on the station here, right? That was... On, on Radio Western, well, I was was it, was, it or no?
1: No, it was over Zoom.
0: Oh, was there, was there it doing? wasn't
1: radio Western programming. It was it was just events that radio that or that Western university, university were put putting on. on. Yeah, so it was through the nice. University. I wish
0: I had come. I wish I had went to that. I was.
1: <sighs> I always mean to tell you things. That I, I know
0: it was a busy day, and I was I was prepping yeah. my music show as well. But I, you know, I would to, 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 totally have taken a yeah. little bit of time off to. Well,
1: that's why I'll quickly just tell you a few things. Just to state our our, our uh, thoughts on Outlook as is, it's our show here. Is that I'm going to just state as it is, he was talking about how he has one photograph of his grandmother and it's owned by the school she attended, the residential school as a child. It's owned by the family of the principal who was principal there. The family owns that photo, but it's his grandma and he can't even, he has no right to the photo. Right? Like, Can you imagine? I I, I don't even understand how. And um, so just on a broader theme about it all is that we do need truth before we can have reconciliation, in my opinion. Uh, so we need to hear these things and understand it. And the one thing I often think about with residential schools is is they were basically, in a lot of ways, like concentration camps. These kids were given numbers. It was easier to manage, they said, or, or administratively, whatever their excuse might've been. Right? But they're giving them numbers like they're cattle or dogs. Like it's, it's just not necessary. And actually, while the presentation was happening, They had some feedback and some comments and somebody actually, they read it on the program, somebody actually commented and said, well, I'm sure that the numbers were, there was a good reason for that. And I'm thinking, you know, everybody's thinking, do not, do not justify this. (laughs) Just people seem to want to do that because it's hard to. People admit just yeah, truth. They do,
0: you don't want to deal with things, so it's, yeah. sometimes it's easier just to be like, well, I'm sure there's even a reason, when you and, don't
1: mean and, to sound that. And, way, and that's just it. That's it's not the point. It's right.
0: not always about that because sometimes people don't. Yeah. It's just where they are come from, or there's experiences, or who they've who's taught them growing up. And you know, we're all adults, and we all make make our own decisions, and we all have we're all responsible for ourselves. But at the same point, we did come from somewhere, and we were taught by someone. So mm-hmm. it's just unfortunate that this stuff continues and this, you know, this cyclical sort of um generational stuff yeah continues
1: but great but great program there um i guess western university and i'm sure radio western you know everybody was um was sharing that day and so that's great and so i learned a lot from that and i apologize brian that i didn't involve you in that
0: oh that's that's all right i I should have reached out to you as well but um yeah You know, we're brother and sister, but we don't live in the same house, and we do have our space as well. We don't talk every single day. (sighs) I think I think Carrie, we've seen I've seen you since Friday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, today. So I was
1: going to say yesterday was rough because
0: we were kind of worked up. You (laughs) stay
1: you stay at my house when you're in Woodstock because I have a lot of room and it's just me there, and we were on each other's nerves all day as siblings (laughs) might might do, but. It's interesting the dynamic once you're once you're an adult. You feel like mm-hmm. sometimes having a shouting match, and they're like, "Wait, how old are we?"
0: But that's why it is good that we have our own space, and it
1: doesn't ever get that serious. No,
0: it's, we're still pretty pretty chill for the most part. But get just get a little worked up, and then you can get snippy. <laughs> snippy is the word you like to so, <laughs> use. So at one point,
1: I, I took uh, my own time, and I called a friend, and. Uh, yeah, just to get a break. Uh, but we had other things we were doing. You you jammed with your friend yesterday, and that was good for you guys to do.
0: Yeah, I mean, this past week's just been so so busy. Like, yeah. you know, being inside so much, and I'm quite introverted, so I'm pretty content inside. But at the same point, it doesn't. It's not good for me. I notice I mm. feel better when I get out. But last week was so busy. It was almost like I did more in a week than I've done in a year and a half. Like I. I had a dentist appointment, as Carrie mentioned earlier on the show today here, that I walked to last Tuesday, walked there and back, and it was a perfect day for it. It's close enough to my place here I can walk, and it was a nice sunny day last Tuesday. So I did that on Tuesday, and then Wednesday night I went out with a friend who I hadn't seen in a long time, who lives near me, but uh, has just been super busy with work and stuff. We went out for a couple of drinks Wednesday night, and this was actually the first time I, got to, I had to show my vaccine passport to get in. And
1: not going there today.
0: <laughs> what are we? Well, I'm just gonna mention that i this oh. that I showed had to show it. so i it was right now, it's just the proof of the last vaccine. So I had my last my second shot back in May. So I showed a copy of that that I had sent to my phone through Dropbox, and then I had to show my photo ID as well before I was let in. And I just, yeah, it was just it was interesting to to do that the first time, but i'm I was just happy to. To do it because I, you know, it gave me that affirmation that other people in there were vaccinated as well, and made me feel safer, and just it's the balance of taking as little risk to get out, but just for your mental health, getting out and seeing a friend and having a couple drinks to relax, and it just it yep. it was a great time, and I'm glad I did it.
1: And that's the thing. Every think- time we keep doing something that we felt we shouldn't really be doing for a year or more, then it's gonna feel a little freeing. Yet, you know.
0: But then, yeah, so Thursday I was at home, but then Friday I came in here to do my music show, which was quite fun, traveling here and doing all that. I hadn't, hadn't even been on a, a LTC bus here in London since March of 2020, so right. at first I was like, has the route changed? Are things different? But nope, it was all the same, and I had it all me- memorized, the mapping of getting off the bus here. and. Finding the crosswalk here at Western and crossing. I'm across from Alumni Hall there, and then I walk down a long sidewalk and turn left into the area, which I believe is called the Concrete Beach. <laughs> it's a little hard in there because it's very open. Uh, so I did get a little bit turned around, but I was pretty much on the right track. Because when, when I did ask someone where the stairs were that I was looking for, it turns out they were.
1: Are there any cephalopods in the concrete?
0: <laughs> what? On the concrete beach. Oh, the beach. Oh, okay.
1: I, I. They wash up on the shore.
0: I get the reference. Sorry,
1: I'm sticking with the ocean. I really. I really- Calming. Yes, it calms me down.
0: But I I pretty much found the stairs there, I just asked to confirm, and then I got up and I got into the UCC here and navigated through the big crowd of people, of course with my mask on, to stay stay safe, found the stairs up to the station, and here we are again on a few days later on the Monday.
1: Yeah, I just quickly do want to go back to talking about the weekend because we- we So much
0: to talk about We
1: did have Thanksgiving early. Our mom's birthday is actually coming up on the 7th. So, happy birthday, mom. Yes,
0: happy birthday, mom. She's probably probably listening right now, I think. I think so. They dropped us off Our both our parents'. Well, so. she had
1: to go to the washroom. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, so we had Thanksgiving at our brother's house in Scarborough with his wife and two kids plus so it was interesting to branch out again and see family because again we don't know what the winter will bring we spent the whole school year of 2020 2021 not seeing our niece and nephew there it wasn't you know so far away but yet to be safe we kept a distance and it felt like a long way so there were phone calls and things but it's so nice and the weather's still been great so we were outside a lot um, even though there were wasps (laughs) but um it was just a nice day again like they say if we're looking for ways to get through this pandemic, nature is a great thing. It's what they're prescribing, actually prescribing in the UK, I hear now, is nature time for your mental health. So being outside was great. Uh, so I got some air, but then I also got some uh, fumes from nail polish. I got my niece to do my nails. She was doing um, our my other niece's nails. And uh, I heard she's really good at it. So I got her to do mine. So I'll just quickly describe them. They are pearl white and except for my pointer finger on each hand is purple glitter. So she did that for me. She helped me find the little tray of glitter and put my fingernail in it. And uh, she did multiple coats. And then she said I could point at people with my pointer finger and it would be called a glitter po- uh, a, <laughs> a glitter point. So that was just a great time. And, yeah, Carrie uh,
0: poked me earlier this this morning with her finger and said point. glitter
1: I don't point I don't really point You poked me with your finger Well it's because you can't see me pointing Right pointing
0: wouldn't really work for us Yeah we're both blind and I'll I'll just go on and quickly ask you ask you Carrie Mm -hmm. So for our listeners you used to be able to see more than me I have Mm -hmm. a little bit of light perception can see light and dark and a little bit of shadow but
1: But you never saw colors
0: Yeah pretty much totally blind but Carrie could see colors and a little bit more You never Were you able to paint your own nails back in the day? Could you see it well enough? It was a pretty
1: fine job, like I could, but it, I don't know how 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 it looked, but I would have tried it back in the day, yeah. And I've never I've always I've never been one who hates the smell of nail polish, so you know, you need to get air eventually to your brain cells, but <laughs> I always I've always enjoyed it. And so people might wonder, if you can't see, well, why do you bother?
0: Back so, in the day, you couldn't see to paint them, but when they were painted, could you see them? I could, yes. But now, when you look at them, no, then you, you can't. No. But you can feel them a bit, right? Like, the one has a...
1: So that's the whole thing I want to talk about um, with Leona Godin tomorrow for next Monday's episode. I want to talk about, you know, wh- why do you want to travel if you can't see? Why do you love print books if you can't read them? Why do you... Right? There are things you can get out of something that you might not consider. And yes, so my pointer is glittery, and I can feel it. It's a texture. And the others are smooth. It's just regular polish. So, and it just feels like someone's, you've been pampered a little and you, at least my first time stepping out here in public, really, you know, the studio, it just makes me feel like I've done something, you know, my hair hasn't been colored since COVID and you get by with that stuff, of course. It's just, it's interesting what you get used to and, um, but I'm just, I feel, I I don't, I was afraid to get my hands wet and muck up the polish just because my niece did it and She's she's just such... I don't know. She's good at... She can take photos like her father. Very artsy. Very artsy. Very capable of just tackling most things. Uh, so...
0: And it makes you feel good to to look mm-hmm. good and, and get that done, even though you can't personally see it. You know, it's... And I do. It's it, not it's, what it's all about, but you can also feel it and you know it.
1: You can smell it. it but...
0: It, it also gives you that experience with your niece that mm-hmm. loves to do that and it gives you some time with her and yeah. it's just that there's so many benefits to it. So...
1: But yeah, I, I, I love when nail polish is being applied. It's such a cool sensation. I don't know if you've ever experienced
0: it, <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't say I have, but... Uh.
1: But yeah, so there's a lot of reasons why I do it. And uh, we get that question sometimes. So I just thought I'd quickly bring it up. But glitter point.
0: Glitter point. Can we now switch from nail polish and glitter point to baseball? Just briefly. Just briefly. Yeah, so I was not into sports at all. Growing up, it was all music, all music all the time. Then I... You know, went to general arts, but I was gonna be going on to music industry arts. But in my break right before I started music industry arts, well, before that I'd asked a little bit about sports, I knew my brother, my older brother and my and our da- dad dad mm-hmm. both love sports and have always for years and years. So a few years before that, I kind of just asked my brother, can you explain to me a little bit about baseball and hockey? And just to get a bit of an idea, I wanted to, you know, expand my horizons, get some more interests. Um, so that sort of piqued my interest in baseball. But then in 2014, I was off school for the summer, and I was about to start music industry arts, but I just wanted something else to get my mind off things, and I turned on the radio, and the baseball game was on. And that's when the Jays were doing really well. Um, a couple back-to-back home runs, I think, on the, one of the first games I saw was at Josh Do- Josh Donaldson and Jose Bautista at the time, maybe. Uh, but it just it got me hooked. And the thing about the radio is it's so descriptive. and, and Yeah, as I was saying. Baseball is a...
1: You are at the same position as someone in their car driving right. who just wants to watch the game but knows they can't watch while they're driving. But can't get out of where they need to go. So-,
0: so yeah, it was a and I mean I've tried listening to hockey and I'm sure I could too. I know, Carrie, the friend that you called yesterday, um, that you referenced earlier, Eric, who has been on this show a couple yeah. of times. Um, he he's a big baseball fan, but he also likes hockey and he's blind. So that is a possible as well to follow, but it's quite quite a bit more action, as any sports fans would know. So baseball, I just find slower and easier to follow. So I got into it in 2014, and I've kind of been on and off since then, um, depending on how, It's hard to follow a team when they're not doing so well. Um, and unfortunately, yes, the Jays are now out. They had a good chance for this wild card, but they was so tight in the American League. Um, and yesterday, even though they swept the last three games against uh, the Baltimore Orioles, it just wasn't enough, and Boston won yesterday. So yeah, they're out for this year, which is so unfortunate because they had Ugh. a great lineup, and they'll probably trade off a lot of their a lot of their good players. Will get better contracts and go off to good teams now, and it is what it is. And I I've been I'm into it, but I'm also not a fanatic uh, sports. You
1: have music music to return to. Yeah,
0: show. I don't it's get super worked up like some people do over sports, but I bring it up also specifically here because I want to just briefly talk about the radio and the beginning of this season, they switched over on the radio, and it was just the TV broadcast on the radio. And I I wasn't really watching baseball this year, just with the pandemic and it not really being a thing last year, I, when I heard it was happening this year, I just wasn't really into it as much, and the Jays weren't doing as well at the beginning of the season. But then I did hear that the radio was airing the TV broadcast. I think it was our brother that told me originally, Carrie, and I was just like, what? Because the TV one, I have watched with people who... You know they can see, and we've they've had the TV on, and they enjoy that more than the radio sometimes if they have the option. Yeah. So I would still watch it with them, and they say enough on the TV to still get an an idea of what's happening, but it's not not nearly as detailed. No. So yeah, when I heard that was on the radio, it just it, my heart sunk a bit because it's like how am I going to follow the game like that? But then I did find out later on in the season that it was back, and I was so happy. So I guess as of July thirtieth, coverage came back. So I just found an article from Sportsnet. I want to read a little bit here that Sportsnet at the end of July had announced that Ben Wagner will return to the airwaves on Friday the 30th as the team hosts its first home game at Rogers Center in almost two years. Wagner will be working along without a color analyst at his side, and he will be on site to call all of the team's remaining home games this season. Um, I'm not going to go into all that, but I'll continue a bit later here where they say... Taking the radio call away, we knew it would get a negative feedback, and it did, said Rob Court, vice president of Sportsnet and NHL production. There are certain elements of a radio broadcast that you can't duplicate when you're trying to have a broadcast of doing television and radio. Citing safety concerns and travel restrictions connected to COVID-19, Sportsnet began the season with its television feed grafted onto radio coverage. On social media, listeners noted when announcers would tell them to look at this replay or <laughs> whenever they forgot to provide the score for long stretches. So, you know, oftentimes when it's the TV announcers, they're watching the game, so they don't talk for a couple minutes. And if you're listening to that on the radio, it's like it's like our show here. Imagine we just sat here, Carrie, and we're like... People would be like, oh, where are you guys? I mean, in the background, I guess you might hear a little bit of noise from the game, but...
1: Or like audio description, we've commented before, we talk about... Movies being described with words for us to be able to follow a film, right? like it's it's something about accessibility. Um,
0: yeah, but the the vice president goes on to say we had tried to get as close to this middle and as close to satisfying both mediums as well as we could. I think we did a pretty good job. It was never going to be perfect, and I think that's where a lot of criticism came, right. So yes, at least there was criticism Like I and said, they we, we, watched,
1: mind. we watched Jaws once, the movie with audio description. We, we went like five minutes with no descri- describing, but we knew something was happening on the screen, right? Like you don't want to feel that way. And for a bunch of, for mostly sighted fans who are all over social media and trying to listen, the, as soon as somebody says look and they can't, of course they're gonna speak up. <laughs> yeah. But the thing is like, if just people with disabilities who complained about accessibility, sometimes you don't feel like it gets the same reach as if you can convince and show the world that this these things matter maybe to everybody, then they will all fight along with you more readily.
0: Well, yeah, you make a good point because it was, like I said, it was our brother who mentioned it originally because I think he had finished, was it work or something one day and he turned on the radio just to yeah. catch up on the game on his drive home and it was like, wait, what? I don't know what's happening. And normally in the past, with the, with the radio broadcasters on, he would know. So... Yeah, it's so nice, and that's all about inclusion and all of this stuff where these these things benefit everyone, not just the, per, the people with the disabilities, because all people use these things at some point, and, you know, it's it's that's why it's important for things to be all-inclusive and accessible for everyone. Mm-hmm. But, care, we have we still have about 10 minutes left, so I think we're going to call it at noon. I mean, there's nobody after us we could continue, but... Well,
1: I didn't know if you wanted to get into the ODSP. Well, that's
0: rally. what I was wondering. We have 10 minutes left. I think left. we should Do-
1: end on that, kind of. Do you
0: want to still get into that? Uh, today, I do. I didn't know if there was any other lighter, any lighter topics. It's,
1: well, <laughs> well, we could go into all the stuff I've been listening to and watching just for fun if you want to. It's just the long. Sometimes when we save these things, they are less relevant. This there was a rally that took place last. True.
0: I mean, I guess we can we can week. talk about it here. I won't bring out the article. I don't think. I think I'll just read. Yeah. A bit of what's here. Um, so I hadn't even heard of this ODSP Action Coalition, um, but it is the uh, the Ontario Disability Support Program that Carrie and I both receive.
1: Well, I said, uh, our work with the Canadian Federation of the Blind, it got brought up a bunch there that they were looking for people to be on it. And it's just, again, with advocacy fatigue, sometimes you can't do everything. Well, we can never do everything. But, you know, sometimes you get tired. <laughs> you can't add anything more to your plate.
0: But. Yeah, so I hadn't even heard of it. Um, but then I saw posted on Facebook about it that the, I'll, well, let's give our listeners a, a definition for what it is. So the ODSP Action Coalition is a province-wide network of people with lived experience on ODSP and advocates fighting to improve social assistance. The ODSP Action Coalition is made up of community, legal, clinic, caseworkers, agency staff, and community activists. We undertake campaigns and activities designed to raise awareness of issues affecting persons in Receipt of Ontario Disability Support Program benefits. And so yeah, the ODSP Action Coalition partnered with Ontario Disability Coalition to hold a rally in front of Queen's Park back on the, September the 28th, starting at noon to draw attention to the issue and demand an immediate rate increase, particularly for ODSP, as many clients' disabilities prevent them from participation working. in the labor market, mm-hmm. yeah, in the working market. I know this is fancy wordings in the article here, but so just a few facts about ODSP. Fact, ODSP benefit rates have been frozen since 2018. Another fact, a single person with a disability on ODSP receives a max of $1,169 per month. And that's what you and I both receive from ODSP currently.
1: Yeah, and there are a lot of people who are, are still needing to rely on it, but are working on... Additionally, and that can get complicated often, but I'm sort of newer to that sort of experience in the last five or so years. Uh, but it's it's something to manage for sure. But this rally was important, and again, we wish we could we could have got there.
0: Yeah, it was all the way in Toronto, and mm-hmm. you know, getting there now is a little more a little tricky. They talked about expanding, having a go train go there, like right now. The Great yeah. Greyhound bus got canceled during the pandemic, which yeah. kind of is unfortunate. I used to take it to Toronto here from London, and it was quite convenient. Yeah. Um, but to break that down a little bit, so $497 is supposed to be for shelter. So let me just ask anyone here, how much, How do, does anyone here pay $497 for rent for their entire month?
1: You'd probably pay half your bedroom
0: only. <laughs> yeah, so like... So your, your
1: feet might be outside and your head could be... I mean,
0: I guess with... Well, college and university sometimes you can find shared housing with a bunch of people and you can get pretty low rent mm-hmm. in those situations. But for me, I'm in my mid thirties. I'm not gonna live in a tiny I don't wanna live in a tiny room. I mean, you do what you gotta do, but that's just we're in twenty twenty one with inflation and rates, that's way low. And then they give you an extra six ninety seven for basic needs. So that totals the eleven sixty nine.
1: It's very complex and that's why I <laughs> i was saying that the the Ford government did not get back into legislative session again t- t- until today, and that's been since June. So I was like, "Is anybody even at, at Queens Park right this minute? Are they even noticing this rally?" It's it's. I think they had about 150 people. You said.
0: I thought I read that. I'd have mm. to. I'd have to confirm that. Don't. But don't you quote told me, me that yesterday. I know, but don't quote me on it.
1: Anyway, yeah, it's just I. I wish maybe I could help with p- publicity and getting the message out and getting people to pay attention, but these things aren't <laughs> fun to. Think about Yeah. You don't have to.
0: And it's just one of those things that they're, I mean, they're talking about a, a federal a federal disability uh, benefit there. And that's mm-hmm. that's a separate thing. But the provincial one, I mean, we have a uh, provincial election coming up next spring. So it'll be interesting then. And we'll definitely cover that on Outlook to talk about
1: well, what, what the in, candidates here are. In the election, this federal one that was just passed, of course, first of all, they were not... After all the things that came to light to a lot of us back in the spring, there was not enough mention of Indigenous issues in the election, but also not enough um, about inclusion and equality and human rights and disability included in that. And, of course, we're going to learn a whole new thing uh, provincially next year. But it's good to keep track of what candidates are saying, and that doesn't always mean that's what they do. Uh, Pay attention to what they do, but uh, the way Canada has treated Indigenous people for so long has been just awful. The government fighting you know, survivors of residential schools. So there's a lot that needs to be answered for. Uh, and a rally like this, I don't know if it's a good idea. Uh, it, like we say, is it good to shame politicians? Yeah, it's a,
0: it's yeah. a weird benefit because you do need to work with them for this stuff, but it, sometimes it's frust- so frustrating. Um, yeah. So I won't go into all the details here, but there is an article, People with Disabilities Demand Hike in Income Support, Give Province Failing Grade. Um, and there's a whole... Yeah, you can look that article up on the CBC, but they're pretty much... Requesting that it gets up to twenty two hundred a month. And, you know, that's a whole discussion we'll get into on a future episode. Some a lot of people have the feeling about, oh, that's you know people stay at home and they're lazy and they're not but you know Twenty two hundred to me is is a reasonable amount in twenty twenty one where rent for a one room place can be, you know, fourteen, fifteen hundred dollars sometimes. Since CERB
1: came into the picture last year, everybody saw how the government jumped for that for everybody, of course. But it's like this That was is,
0: two grand that people were getting. So this then, is
1: showing what it kinda takes to live these days.
0: Right. You look back at that and see for for CERB people were getting the two grand and right now people on on disability are getting 1169 which is bare, just over half of that so that's mm-hmm. nothing like that's not and you know a lot of people said 2 grand wasn't enough and again you have to cut it off somewhere and and stuff but you know for me compared to the 1169 that in my opinion if if they were able to double that i would be i'd be quite content with it and again that still doesn't mean that i'm still not going to you know continue my passions and continue to volunteer and do these shows and, and still try and look for work at some point as well because I would like to to work and I want to contribute to society and sometimes people just don't have, have the money and the means to, to tr- travel or get out there and do what they want need to do to start finding a job so you just need that help and then that can benefit everyone in the end in my opinion.
1: Mm-hmm. But Hopefully, that was a nice mixture of light things and less light things. <laughs> well, we still have
0: a couple minutes, here. Is Is there anything quick light that you've been watching or something you want to finish off with?
1: I've been watching a lot of Golden Girls. Uh, I was too young at the time it aired, and I'm loving the grandmother feeling I'm getting. Uh, simpler time, the 80s, whatever. And, um, but I'm also watching Mom is on Netflix. I love that show. I, I watched it when it aired, but I'm rewatching, missing a few things. The acting on that show is just brilliant watch it if you haven't. There's emotional, there's funny, there's sarcastic, which I love. Uh, and there's just so many beautiful themes they touch on and, and the actors in it are great. And it ended a couple of years ago now, maybe, or a year, two ago, but Netflix has been good for stuff like that. So that's what I've been, along with a lot of podcasts, like usual. Um, one I do want to recommend, uh, I heard for Indigenous Issues recently, is called Telling Our Twisted Histories.
0: Yeah, that's the one you you told me about yeah. it. I'm going to add that to my feed when I get home today because I want to start listening to that so one. So
1: basically it's it's, a, so it's just a season and they've they're done the episodes. I'm not sure if they will be coming back for more. I don't know if they are. Um, it's every episode they take a word like God or reserve or um, whatever and they discuss how, how, it you know, as a colonization here in Canada... It means something different to different people, but to indigenous people here on this land, as we said, Turtle Island, it means something totally different. And and so it's great to hear. It's beautifully done. I wanted to promote it for a while.
0: Yeah, I'd love to check that out. And I listen to tons of podcasts, but music's still my
1: know—my
0: big thing. And,
1: uh, oh, I can't have more than 100,000 songs. Oh. I know.
0: That's my big issue now. I'm up to 95,000 songs in my iCloud library, and I guess when you get to 100,000, that they that's the limit. And I'm just thinking, what? I, I'm paying for this. And I also support tons of music. I buy a lot off Bandcamp and buy vinyl and stuff. like. But I, I know it's, there's a lot of people that's like, what, hundred thousand songs? That's that's plenty. But and it, and it is. Don't don't worry. I, I I I don't take it for granted. I'm just I'm happy to have that access. But um, yeah. little plug in here. So yeah, music show. I'll be back on Friday, probably live in the studio, for Chin Music at noon. And Carrie, uh, next week we'll have a pre-record for Outlook with this great interview with Leona Godan. Yeah. But we may be back the following week again. There's no promises. We don't know for sure when we'll be back here in the studio live but uh, hopefully sooner rather than later
1: hopefully we'll be back before March something 2022
0: yeah absolutely well what do you think Care? first time back how was it not bad yeah I think we sounded pretty, pretty I think chill. about
1: the ocean and it calms me down yes <laughs> um, but it's great doing the show with you Brian uh, like we do so
0: yeah it's always a great time care thanks for thanks for doing it with me
1: Looking forward to 130, episode 130 coming up.
0: All right, we will see you guys next week, Monday at 11 on 94.9 CHW Radio Western with a new episode of Outlook. Find us on Facebook, Outlook on Radio Western, or uh, an email, Outlook on Western at gmail.com.